Today, I'm proudly announcing six brand new initiatives to propel this new era of American energy dominance. First, DJ DJ it's time for another The Best of the Andrea K Show, which is including an entire hour. We played the entire broadcast from the National Day of Prayer yesterday on the show. And this evening, we're playing last Friday's hour number two. AK had enough nutritional donuts to get her through the first hour of today's show. Talk education with Bob Walters and the insanity that is going on at the border. And it is insanity. Title 42 has expired. And as you heard in hour number one, it is going, unless things change and something can get done through Congress, it's going to get bad. It's going to get bleak. And our safety, all of our safeties, it's in jeopardy. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, I will actually have the new Trump campaign ad. We all need to hear this. This is what America is hanging on for. This is what we talk about and try and get back each and every day on this show, on the Andrea K Show, which is coming up right now. It's just ahead. The best of the Andrea K Show. Enjoy. I'm DJ Potato Skins. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. No, I'm a bad girl. Do what I want. Say what I like. Nobody can touch me. Trust me, I'm a bad girl. Get what I want. Living the life. Nobody can touch me. You know I'm a bad girl. They hyperventilate on their yoga mat. Woo! It's Friday night. Yes, it is Friday night. You guys have big plans for the weekend? You know what? They should include going back to uh, Iron Mountain Outfitters because you know what? Spring has sprung, babies. And they are back. They are back. Spring has sprung. If you're planning a trip anywhere, you need to go there and check out uh, some maybe some warm weather clothes, which they have, by the way. You don't have to think of Carhartt and Browning and these brands as being strictly for, you know, cold weather. They've got lots of great stuff, short sleeve shirts and different hats and things for for warm weather or, or you know, it's, we're also kind of in between. So it's like if you're going to go up in the mountains, do any kind of camping or any glamping or anything like that, you're going to you're going to still need some hoodies, maybe some hats and stuff. It's transitional. Right. Um, so go check them out. 8493 University Boulevard. Look for the standing bear outside. Tell them AK sent you. Uh, PJ will be there. Hook you up with anything that you need, including luggage, by the way, because if you're planning a trip somewhere, let me tell you, that Filson luggage has a lifetime guarantee and it is absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous. Do you have any trips planned anytime soon this year, my man? I do, actually. We're going to be, uh, I got my birthday coming up in. A little bit later on this month, going to go to the happiest place on earth. Yay. And then uh, one year anniversary for me and the wife, we're going to be taking an extended leave of absence at the end of the year. Ooh. Okay. And we're going to more than one destination. Ooh. You're not going to tell us where? I'll tell you where. Okay. All right. Very good. Yeah, I'm planning. I've got a trip at the end of the month. I'm going to go to uh, the Naval Academy graduation at the end of the month. I'm super excited. I've never gone to an Annapolis graduation. And um, it's going to be, you know, the 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 effort that these kids go through to make it to Annapolis, right, is just absolutely extraordinary. And 
So it's quite the achievement. Um, although it was really no small feat for me to get through LSU, by the way. <laughs> when you're not as smart as these kids at Annapolis, it can be just as much of a challenge. <laughs> so anyway, I'm super excited. Though. There's like the Blue Angels are going to do a flyover. There's a gala, a ball. I'm actually going to shop this weekend for a ball gown to wear to it. So super exciting. I know you're very excited about the keynote. <sighs> Here I was in a good mood. And he, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> then he had to remind me that Joe Biden is speaking. But you know what? It could be opportunity for some laughs. You know, we could have some yucks. As, as I would say, because I know you and I are on the same wavelength, girl. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be the hardest you've ever had to not speak in your entire life. Yeah. My friend Val Gal is going to have to put some masking tape over my mouth or sew it shut, you know, so I don't start, you know, screaming. You know, really cough really loudly, saying some naughty words. <laughs> um, typically, typically, I would be thrilled, right, to be at an occasion where the president of the United States is speaking. I mean, look how far we've gone. It remi- you know what that reminds me of? Before the show, we were talking, Skins and I were talking about if I don't even know how we got. How do we get on some of these topics that we talk about? I don't even know. I don't know how we got on the subject of time travel, um, but we were talking about if we could go back to a certain place in in the country a certain time, where would we go back? And you picked when? I picked the 50s. I still stand by that. I think, yeah, in every decade era has its problems. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But there was a class about the day and age. Uh, I love the way people dress. It was was a simpler time. It was simpler time. and, And when people... Excuse me. That was a time when when people did travel. Uh, they dressed to go on airplanes, right? And um, even when they went to ball games, they dressed up. Yeah, they men wore suits and ties everywhere, right? People dressed up. There was none of these Christmas morning everybody lounging around all day long in matching PJs. People dressed up for Christmas Eve and Christmas dinner, right? Um, just so, yeah, there was definitely a simpler time. Um, I don't know that that's the decade I would go back to. I do um, like your choice as well. Well, yeah, because I was thinking, uh, yeah, um, would I stand by it? I, I think that one of the things that it means a lot to me, I love some technology that we have in this country. I love the fact that in in more modern times since the 50s, we travel has been accessible and I love to travel. You know, back in the 50s and in, in the 60s and even into the 70s, uh, most Americans couldn't afford to get on a plane. Right. Um, most Americans didn't have um, uh, what are some of the other technologies that, that I like? I like um, I like more modern times. I do. I, I, I love. I, I, so for me, I don't think and here's the tragedy. I don't think we have to go all the way back to the 50s to find a time in this country where we still have a lot of modern conveniences, a lot of great technology. We People can afford to fly, and, and there's airlines you can fly across the country for $65. Almost every American at some point can afford to travel, at least to go visit family, right? And that's something that matters to me, to be able to travel. We don't have to go back all the way to the 50s to find a time in this country in which we had, um, we, where we didn't have the foul language all over the place, 
where we didn't have women posting pictures of themselves and taking pictures of themselves practically naked and showing it to the world where you where when you went to the beach um, girls didn't girls weren't wearing thongs right when we didn't have people being famous for just being famous like the Kardashians where people still you know showed respect for each other we didn't have cancel culture um, we didn't have the mutilation of children I think just the just the 90s I love the music of the 90s I love the fact that I could travel I could afford to travel in the 90s and visit my family in the 90s people could still afford to buy a home in San Diego while working for minimum wage Maybe they might need to be married and combine incomes, but now you can't. You can be making six figures and not be able to afford to buy a home in San Diego. There's a lot of people I know with really good jobs, and they have to have roommates if they are living in Southern California, yeah. because they can't afford to live on their own. And that's starting to be the case across the country. So you know there, it, it, and it's sad because you look at how quickly this country has fallen off a cliff. It ha- it's just been in recent times. Well, when you do, I mean, and yeah, it goes back further, but especially just if you're talking about modern, like today, when you do a complete 180 from when we were economically booming under Trump, I mean, it's the wonder we're falling off the map. Yeah. Now, the the decline of this country took many decades. They have been wor- they were working on it in the 50s and the 60s oh, to try it's to try to... it's been the long game for sure. Yeah, it's been the long game, but it's, it's not as though we have to go back decades and decades to find a time before things got this bad. Just the 90s. And let me tell you, Bill Clinton was president in the 90s. And you know what? If you really consider Bill Clinton's presidency when he said the era of big government is over and he made welfare transactional and, you know, he talked about sealing the border, you know, quite frankly, uh, he he was almost more conservative in some ways oh, I, as I a president than George W. Bush. Thing. Going through those years, I was like, not not voting for Clinton, got to vote, got to vote for Bush. But you look back on both of them. Where was the country more successful other than the you know what happened unfortunately on 9/11 I got to give it to Clinton Clinton was was better economically George W Bush bloated our government now 9/11 happened I think he was the right president for the right time I think he was the right president to to bring us together over 9/11 initially but it went off the rails because his solution was to try to fight Islamic terror he he went he went about it the wrong way um I don't know what would have happened if Al Gore had been president, but what I what what I know about George W. Bush is that he campaigned like a conservative and governed like a liberal. He bloated he we he really jacked our debt up. He's the one that that just really burst through the ceiling and made just exponentially increasing our debt acceptable. He's the one with the greedy geezer bill. He was the one that wanted amnesty. Remember his remember his gang of eight? George W. Bush, you know, he, he did he seal the border? No, he, he made no attempt to seal the border. He, his idea, he, he, he called himself a compassionate conservative when what he was was a Democrat. Well, that's why I say looking back, even though I voted differently. Uh, OK, I'll admit I voted. I was young. I, voted, I, I did vote, you know, for 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 Clinton. I was kind of stupid. But uh, yes, Bush was not as good of a president <laughs> as, as Bill. No, he really wasn't. We're going to take a break. We come back. Hmm. What do you guys think? Do you think George Do you think George W. Bush was a better president than Bill Clinton? If so, why? I actually think we might have been better off as a nation if Al Gore had won instead of Bush.
That's my theory. And I'm sticking to it. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Speaking of a reality check, feel free to email me at andreakshow.com. By the way, we have a 24-hour hotline number, 844-814-5227. That's available to you to call me at any time of day. And we also have our podcast. So if you miss any part of the show, feel free to uh, download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. So... um, New polling numbers out, and let me let me give that a caveat. I'm not. I like to report on the poll numbers, to, to, but I don't. I don't trust the polls any more than I trust our elections as being free and fair. But here, I, but I I want to report it because this is what is is being reported out there, um, and particularly because it's become such a battle between DeSantis people and Trump. Even though DeSantis hasn't officially thrown his hat in the ring, the Florida legislation legislatures have finished their session, and so I expect Ron DeSantis to declare his his uh, campaign any time now. Um, the argument from the DeSantis people has been that Trump is that Trump can win the nomination, but he can't win the general election. I don't know that I agree with that. And here's a poll uh, that's uh, from. Um, being reported by Breitbart. I'm not sure who conducted the poll. It was a morning consult survey. And that uh, Republicans view former President Trump more favorably than they do Ron DeSantis, which is actually really interesting. 79% of potential GOP primary voters view Trump favorably compared to 20% who have an unfavorable view. And I don't think that deposition clip is going to hurt him at all with Trump supporters. Um, <clears throat> DeSantis comes in second place in terms of favorability. 73% of a favorable, favorable view of the governor, 13% of an unfavorable view. Uh, 6% say they've never heard of him. Uh, 58% of potential GOP v- voters uh, view Mike Pence favorably, but 30% of an unfavorable view. Um, it's, it's shocking to me that uh, Liz Cheney has uh, uh, only uh, her unfavorables. 52% of Republicans view her unfavorably. I'm surprised that there's 48% of Republicans that view her favorably. You're missing our Friday fun day stat. I wrote in a very important detail on that sheet there for you. Well, I don't see it. Uh, oh. The part with my, uh, the Mike Pence's I'm fly. not on that page yet. <laughs> uh, it says Mike Pence's fly actually scored 1% higher than Mike Pence in, in the polling numbers. Yeah, here's the 20. Uh, Trump has a 35-point lead over DeSantis. Um, Trump is at 57%. DeSantis, 22. Pence, 6. Haley, 3%. Cheney, 3%. Scott, 2%. I mean, if you're behind Dick, if you're behind Cheney, what, you need to just get out of the just race. Get out. I mean, Asa Hutchinson, 1%. I mean, Mike Pence at 6% is humiliating. It's, that's humiliating for Mike Pence. Because he's supposed to be, as he goes around puffing his chest out, you know, acting like he's, you know, the arbiter of all things Christian. Um, and he's the, you know, he's the voice of whatever, you know, the anti-Trump. Um, you know, you, you know if, if everybody viewed him the way he thinks they do, he would be far uh, above Trump right now. And he's going to be hearing about that fly for the rest of his life. Of course. Exactly. Um, <laughs> the fly. <laughs> I can still remember it just landed yeah. on his head. He just kept speaking. The, the fly didn't go anywhere. 
Well, the fly was probably glued. I mean, how much hairspray did he have in his ha- hair? I mean, people talk about Gavin Newsom being like Mr. Gel hair. Let's talk about Mike Pence's hair. Um, let's have a little fun. You know what? Let's take a break for just a moment from 2024. And because you know who I find actually more amusing and I'm more interested in hearing from is Vice President Kamala Harris. I'm more interested in hearing from her than Mike Pence. Because oh, at least, this is a dandy of a clip. At least she's good for a laugh. Let's play clip one. And you know, when I speak with small business owners and entrepreneurs, some of our younger small business owners actually self-identify as entrepreneurs. They're small business owners also. <laughs> but we'll go with whatever you like. Small business owner entrepreneurs. What? <laughs> and you know, when I speak with small business owners and entrepreneurs, some of our younger small business owners actually self-identify as entrepreneurs. They're small business owners also. <laughs> but we'll go it's with just, whatever you like. Just, she's a cringe factory. <laughs> not only can I not believe she's vice president, I can't believe she's ever held elected yeah. office. Yeah. She was actually, wasn't she like the state attorney general here in California? Is uh-huh. that not hard to believe? Right? Where where did she get her law degree? Did she go to Murray's House of Learning? I mean, how in the world? She can't even get a fly to land on her hair. That's how that's how cringe she is. She can't even get flies. Flies don't even want to land on her. I talk to small business owners and they they self-identify as entrepreneurs. Duh. (laughs) It's so bad. Are we not the laughing? And that is why Joe is still in office. Yeah, totally. They don't know what to do. They, they, They feel stuck. Meanwhile. Dr. Jill is the one going over to the coronation tomorrow. Dr. Jill. They had to invite they had to invite the Bidens, right, I guess. Uh, but why wouldn't Joe go? Why wouldn't he go over there? He's napping. You would think he would cuz you know he loves well, the limelight. Long, you know. You but seriously, why don't you think he why don't you think he's going? That's a very good point. Probably cuz you know, it could be because is Trump still over there? He was thinking he was I don't he, know. he was Maybe. just golfing over in Scotland or something. Anybody know 888-344-1170? He was golfing over there and made mention of it. I think he was invited, I'm not sure. He might have just been mocking the Bidens. I don't know, but wouldn't that be great? Be great. It would be awesome if Trump was invited and Biden was not. Or if or even if Biden wasn't because what it could be is it could be Trump was invited and the Bidens were invited and Biden didn't want to go if Trump was there because Trump would get, uh, you know, he would get the praise. Point. I mean, because wasn't Trump tight with Queen Elizabeth? She yes. loved Trump. Yes. She loved Trump. And you know what? Charles doesn't like Trump. But the thing is, is that he knows that he knows that nobody likes him. Right. So he's got to find nobody, a way to get people to like right. him. Nobody around the world likes this man. There's nobody who's going to be tuning in tomorrow. I was telling for you him. before the show, Queen Elizabeth, say what you want about the family. Some people have their theories, whatever, uh, was one of the most revered uh, royalty figures in Britain, Britain's history. And nobody likes this man. Right. There was only one period where I think that she fell out of favor. And it was during the there was a, uh, there was some during some economic times in recent years. They were the British people are like, what are we doing with this nonsense with these people and paying all this? I think it might have been when Windsor Castle burned down. Um, but it was it was during the time when Diana died. And um, I get why they didn't come back to London initially because the, the sons, you know, it was it was a lot for them to have to come back and see the public. Um, but she needed to issue a statement 
she the sons didn't have to go back prince william and harry didn't have to go to london but she needed to go back to london and do a statement from buckingham palace and she didn't and then she did issue a statement i I think that there was always resentment in the family that diana uh her star was bigger than they were she was bigger than the family and i think they resented her for that um i did watch her funeral i felt like um, I, what, what I, when I learned about her and all the, the people that she corresponded with and handwritten notes her whole life and the, she literally would go and hug on AIDS patients when nobody knew how you got it and she risked her life when she went and where it wore shields and walked around where there were landmines. I mean, this was, she, she was a, she contributed. She did not, she could have been like the Kardashians as a royal family member, particularly. But in a very positive way. But yeah, but after the divorce, she could have just gone off and, and and instead she used her time as a royal family member to act not she wasn't like Meghan markle she used her time you know to try to help other people and to try to instill that in her kids and so i thought it was tragic uh, when she passed away and i thought her funeral service um was absolutely moving um particularly her brother's speech i don't know if you guys remember that um i might tune in tomorrow uh, you know to to check out the pageantry and also because now that i think about it it, it is historical this is a um a global historical moment the uh, installation of a new monarch and it might be the last time we have a monarch i don't know I mean, to me, I think things are changing over there. I think, I think if Charles wasn't so self-centered, he would have had it. He would, he just would have abdicated or had it go to go to Prince William is what I think oh, he I should agree. have done. And because I think that it's it's teetering, and as years go by, the with the with the world as it's changing, the monarchy is is. There was certainly, a report on one of the networks we have up, up on the TV right before the show, and they said, yeah, it's in long-term decline. It's in long-term decline, and if they really wanted to keep it relevant this is how selfish charles is um and how he treated diana and camilla no nobody wants to see them there tomorrow they they would rather see prince william and kate is hey, really who speaking should be. of trump uh where he is at at the moment yasmin actually has some info for us she's on the phone oh yes okay hey yes what you got for us girl how are you my dear good ak how about you you're looking good my dear oh thank you um, so Trump is cutting his trip short to come home because of the uh, rape trial. It said he oh. probably, in quotations, will be at the court in New York. Okay. Mm, I didn't even mm-hmm. think about that. Thank you for telling me that. Wouldn't you love to see him over at the coronation, though, and you know, see, I, see the love that they have for him over there? I think he would be there if it wasn't for all this stuff going on. Yeah. And this just what he has been through. Yes. Can you even imagine? I mean, we think as as people, we go through tough times. I cannot imagine being the target of the, our court system and our Department of Justice coming, you know, even with all of his resources. I can't imagine being under that kind of pressure. Can you? No, not at all. And my heart goes out to him and I just pray for him all the time. Yeah. And 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 you know, I do give credit to his secret service because my understanding is they stick to him like glue mm. and they are a power team. Wow. Because otherwise, you know, the risk. Yeah. I just fear for him. 
I do too. Um, but he's yeah, still willing so, to go out in public. He's still willing to talk to people. I've got friends of mine down in West Palm Beach who um, see him all the time at Mar-a-Lago, and he's you know, and he's he truly is a man of the people, you know, and he just wants to see people and talk to people, and and every time he does that, he's putting himself at risk because they're not joking when they do plays or movies and rap videos uh, showing images of him being assassinated. They would love to see Trump right. taken out. And that's why they're, they, they, right. that hasn't happened so far. So now they're doing the next best thing, which is just to abuse him through the courts. Right. And so we need to all keep praying for him. Yes. Thank you for calling in. We love you. I think we lost it. Yes. All right. We lost Yaz. We're going to take a little break. We got more on the other side. If you want to call in 888-344-1170. Stay tuned. This is about a gentleman whose heart is so big. DJ DJ His approach is so authentic that it's undeniable. Undeniable. And thank you, Jim, for noticing that. We love your movies. Me, my kids. You point that out. I love it. Anyhow, my heart's so big. I really care about this country. I truly do. And I've even said, I'm much like Andrea. I don't believe in Republican Democrat as far as I will vote this way each and every time. If there's somebody that stands for American values and what this country is made of, the true American spirit, then that's the person for the betterment of the country I'm going to vote for. If Trump somehow isn't the nominee and there's somebody, let's say on the Republican side at this point, Going up against RFK Jr.? As of right now, I'm telling you, I'm voting RFK Jr. He stands for a lot of what the Republican Party should be standing for. Is he perfect? No. But he's all about freedom. But on that, I do hope Trump wins the primary. I think he is the only one, the only Republican that can take the White House. I truly believe that. What have we been going through over the last couple of years right here? Republicans, Democrats, independents, our lives are being destroyed in each and every way. And if you don't believe me, here's a stark reminder. It's morning again in America. And thanks to Joe Biden, our borders are now wide open for all to come. Our schools free from parental involvement. Mediocre male athletes now given the opportunity to compete unfairly. Under Biden's unprecedented inflation, the hope of home ownership gone, and young adults forced to abandon seeking the American dream to live in their parents' basement longer. Biden's disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan left billions in weapons behind and American lives taken. Our police ranks now shrinking, yet Biden spends billions creating an army of 80,000 new IRS agents. Why would we ever accept the incompetence and weakness of Biden when we could have the freedom, security, and economic prosperity we enjoyed just three years ago? I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. So, what do you stand for? Where do you want to see this country head? I'm telling you right now. I'm truly hoping that the winner of the Republican primary is Donald J. Trump. There's certain things he needs to do better. He has to earn my vote still. But I'm telling you, he's the way forward if we're going to get this country back. And if he doesn't win the Republican nomination, the closest thing to that, as of right now, it's RFK Jr. I don't want to live in the America that is going on today. But I am speaking out for getting the one that I know back. AM 1170, the answer. It's the best of the Andrew K. Show.
You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Oh, here's a headline. <laughs> I was just checking to see if there was any breaking news that was happening during the show, and I see this headline, Clown Car. <laughs> President Joe Biden and VP Kamala Harris roasted for going to lunch car selfie. The cringe hurts. That's the headline. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, trying to, I guess they were trying to act like, you know, there are a couple of, uh, you know, uh, just a couple of real buds, you know, going out to lunch on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Biden tweeted from his president, get in, folks. We're going to lunch. Lunch with my favorite coworker. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is so sad. Absolutely. My worst nightmare, podcaster Graham Allen wrote. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to get in the car and go anywhere with these people. Somebody wrote. To find us and all of it's an embodiment of so many of you here today. Leaders in civil rights like Karen Nagasaki and uh, and Karen uh, Korematsu. Where where are you? Where are the Karens? <laughs> so much cringe. Somebody wrote here: Mister Environment taking a full thirty car motorcade to Subway. <laughs> oh, this is so good. Just I, I, so terrible. Uh, there's been presidents I didn't like, Andrea. I can honestly say. I have never felt like America's been a laughing stock until oh this presidency. Somebody wrote, going to lunch and out to lunch are two very different. Very different. <laughs> very true. And so, Arthur Jim Hansen wrote, you both are out to lunch, hashtag evergreen. <laughs> they asked for it. I mean, you can't put that out there and not realize it's low-hanging fruit and that the jokes just write themselves over that. I mean, it's too hilarious. Oh, my gosh. You know what's not funny, though, is this article you found that the IRS has spent $10 million. This is creepy. This is scary. This is scary. And this isn't something that just started, either. No, $10 million on guns, ammo, and, quote, military-style equipment since 2020. You're not allowed to have any military-style equipment skins. Wait, but- wait, let me think about this. IRS finances, but they need guns and ammo. Yeah, and military style equipment. So they're gonna show up at my door with an with an AK forty seven. Open the books, which is we need to get. Gosh, I a, love them. Yeah, we need to get Adam back on. Adam Angievsky. We need to get him we'll back get him on, on next week. PDQ. Open the books. Here's what he has found: two point three million on duty uh, ammunition, one point two million on ballistic shields. That's like for SWAT team kind of stuff. Plus another $1.3 million on various other gear for criminal investigation agents. Okay. That's pretty clear, right? Four hundred seventy-four grand on Smith & Wesson rifles. four hundred sixty-seven k on duty tactical, tactical lighting. four hundred sixty-three k on Beretta uh, 1301 tactical shotguns. Wow, shotguns, man. 354K on tactical gear bags, 267K on ballistic helmets, 243K on body armor vest. Like, where are all these SWAT teams going to be going from the IRS? Now, it's one thing to have, like, treasury agents like the old days, right? Which was, like, the untouchables, Elliot Ness. Yep. 
That's different. But, you know, IRS agents, they also purchased 3,000 units of optics-compatible tactical holsters for weapons with optical sights and weapons lighting systems. I'm just going to say it, AK. It's like they're arming themselves for war. For war. Yeah. So when you think about the Second Amendment and somebody tells you that our founders envisioned that we would need guns to protect ourselves against an overreaching government, this is an example of what because they were they were forward thinkers. And they and one of the things that they said was, what, what kind of government was it Thomas Jefferson who said uh, a republic if you can keep it? The Second Amendment was designed for us to be able to defend ourselves against our government. Our government is preparing to come at us. That's just the truth. It's not hyperbolic. This is not hyperbolic. This is truth. This is facts. There's no other reason for IRS agents to be having SWAT gear if they weren't planning to break into homes. And you have to think about in that, that in the context of the fact that right now our banking system is being nationalized. They want to go to a national digital currency. And in order to do that, they're, one of the things they're going to have to do is start coming for any any um, materials we might have to trade. Well, on the on the digital currency, too, I mentioned yesterday, for me, it all lines up because what better way to have this all come together than to get rid of the small regional banks that don't want to have yeah. anything to do or little to do with all of this digital currency. Then you just got the major ones left that have already tested it. Well, the major ones that are already in bed with the, with the federal government. Um, because you, you think about the federal government working with Chase to buy First Republic this week. Um, so, you know, first they got to nationalize the banks, then they got to take us to this digital currency situation. And the IRS is, first of all, and they're also going to be beefing up our, our taxes. The reason why they wanted 87,000 new IRS agents is because they're going to be amping up audits. You can't, you're, think about the little small business owner that Kamala was cackling about, hairdressers and nail salon owners that might make a, you're not even going to be able to Venmo a kid 50 bucks for doing some little chore for you anymore, right? Um, without being taxed for it. And, and also by getting us digital, they're going to know every transaction. So what's going to happen if, say, you still have some cash in your home and you're thinking you might want to go and use that to barter or to trade with, right? Because, you know, the barter economy will be back in force if things go digital. I mean, I'm it wondering what they're going to say do it out loud, Andrea, but who's to say they don't say, okay, you know what? Your, your hard currency is no longer good. You can't use it. Well, you couldn't use it in a store or in a retail, but you could use it with other people. Yeah. If somebody's yeah. farming in their backyard or somebody's, you know, you, or, or it, it, it would be an underground economy. That's why there's a possibility they might try to come to your door and, 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 and take it if you've, got to, if you've got any cash, right? Because they want to prevent an underground economy. Because you think about it, you could go into a restaurant or a business and they might say, yeah, um, in an underground economy, I'll take your cash. So these are things we got to be thinking about. There's a reason why they're buying up all the farmland. They're not doing it for no reason. Right. And that's why they're buying up all the farmland. It's all connected. It's all connected. They don't want you to be able to barter. They don't want you to be able to. They want to control all the goods and services. That's one reason why during COVID, you couldn't go into a mom and pop shop, but you could go into Walmart. And we need to talk more about, in the coming weeks, these 15-minute cities. That is their eventual endgame. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, our endgame for this segment is that we're going to take a break. And then we come back. Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. Come on back with us. Do you have a Hero of the Week or a Stink? 888-344-1170.
You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Time for some Here of the Week and Stink of the Week nominations. Um, who do you got for a hero? Uh, you know what? I'm going to give it um, to, and again, people don't take me out of context. I'm probably not going to give my vote to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. But the fact that he threw his name into the ring, that he's running for president, that he's saying, you know what? Enough's enough. And he's trying to give a, a legitimate alternative for Democratic voters. God bless him. Well, yeah, he's actually a nominee for me. Here's here's the latest from him. He's already blasted the deep state. He's blasted the shots. He's blasted the, the lockdowns. Um, he's um, now the latest from him is that he has blasted the open borders. He says it's not anti-immigrant to oppose illegal immigration. This man is farther to the right than most of the Republican Party. And that's why nobody in the media and the legacy media is giving him any play. They when they when they give sit him down for an interview, they edit out anything that doesn't further their narrative. We don't have a free press anymore. And I think the Republican Party should stop bagging this man. I ultimately I would like to see a Trump DeSantis ticket. But if not, I don't have any problem. I would much rather you think about RFK Jr. versus Mike Pence. But also think of the message that would send if he was Trump's VP. Well, one of the things it would do is it would send a message to to some Democrats and independents that we could reach that the fact that there is absolutely it would take so much air out of. and, And by the way, if VP. So many conservatives talk out of both sides of the mouth. On the one hand, it's like, there's no way RFK Jr. could be vice president uh, because I don't like his position on guns or whatever. Then these same people will say, no, DeSantis shouldn't be vice president. It's nothing but a ceremonial position. They don't get to do anything but attend funerals. Well, which is it? If it's just a ceremonial position and they're not really going to be affecting policy, then why would you have a problem with RFK Jr.? Exactly. Because what it would do as the VP on the ticket is the met. Think of the message it would send to some of the reasonable of people that could be reached in the Democrats and the independents who are being told by Democrats that all Republicans are racist, that to, sh- to seize the to seal the border is racist when you've got a Democrat on the ticket talking about how. It's not anti-immigrant to want legal immigration only and to not have people come into this country illegally. And now we've got another one who's a nominee, who, but from a different standpoint, and it's a feel-good story. And he's a kid out of New Orleans. His name is Dennis Malik Barnes. And he earned scholarship offers from more than 150 schools. And not because he's black, although he is. He had a 4.98 GPA. His focus was um, academics. When he was asked questions about how he's also quite handsome, by the way, that never hurts, in my opinion, just being cheeky. But I do like a good looking man. Anyway, um, he when asked about how he, you know, was such a superstar. He said time management. He put his focus on the academics. This is a story. Everybody should be talking about this kid. He should be already going around. They should be taking him to every high school. That's what America stands for. Right. He got college acceptances from everywhere from Louisiana Tech and to all the big to all the big Ivy Leagues. 
Um, he said breaking a record, uh, he's received the most scholarships of, of, from, uh, than any student ever had. Breaking a record wasn't necessarily a goal or something I set out to do. He said, I am just a college bound student seeking somewhere where I'm comfortable that has a great program in my major and that's going to compensate me financially. He ended up choosing Cornell, which was interesting to me because usually you would think that he would go to someplace else and he, he's going to be studying, uh, computers and, and high tech stuff. I don't know much about Cornell other than another friend of mine from New Orleans went there and I tease him about their fight song which is give my regards to Broadway (laughs) anyway um his mom said he's an individual who's very conscientious about timelines as it relates to his career pathway he's a goal setter and very organized doesn't this go to show you that you can you can be a black kid out of New Orleans and 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 go to college be paid to go to college and have a future and he says and this is one of the best Parts of the whole story skins. He says, I express my great gratitude for the support system, both in high school at home and professors at the collegiate level. Um, Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm missing the quote that I wanted so much. Where did it go? Oh, shoot. Before I run out of time, he was giving all the credit. Where was it? Um, to God. Oh, I give all the glory to God because he played a huge role in everything that I'm doing today and all of my success. I thank him for allowing me to get through even when I didn't want to. Days may be hard. I may be tired. I may be having a bad week, but he always lifted me up to be able to move forward. Wow. $10 million in scholarship offers accepted to 188 different universities across the U.S., we need more of this kind of young man. Amen to that. A young man. That's who, a real man. Isn't this a real man? But you, we're not hearing about him across the country today because he's not embraced transing. His message isn't, um, I don't know what is, I'm assuming he was valedictorian. He may not have been. I don't even know where he went to school in New Orleans. Um, oh, he's just 16, by the way. Um, shoot. I should have looked up where he went to school. I'm really curious if he went to, he probably went to St. Augustine. He probably went to St. Aug. With about a minute left, you got a stink? Because I got a stink. Oh, gosh, my stink of the week. Oh, For me, it's got to be Fox News. And you know what? I mean, they're going to get their comeuppance, but that was, I don't like the way this went down. Um, I think my stink has to be, it's media related. They're my runner up for stink of the week. But my number one stink is the media trying to canonize and trying to act as though this um, dude who died under the, the chokehold who had been arrested 42 times and was a menace to try to turn him into a hero for, for politics. You know who's a hero? This young man out of New Orleans that got accepted into 188 oh, universities. We need more of that. We not more of holding out as heroes. Now that now that the Jordan Neely who died in New York had a troubled past and and had all kinds of mental issues and stuff, but that is, does not justify uh, New York City and the DA's office letting him roam the streets and be a menace and to try to turn him into a hero. If you want to make the argument to be, look, we get that he was a menace, but you still don't take the law into your own hands. Make that argument, but don't try to turn somebody like that into a hero which is what they did to George Floyd, right? Um, so my ultimate hero of the week is this high school senior out of New Orleans, a true hero in my mind, and who no doubt has a brilliant future. Yeah, you keep it up. You keep it up, young man. And you guys have a great weekend out there. We love you all, and we will see you right back here Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Oh, yeah.